All right, good morning. Wow, you are friendly bunch today. That's fine. If you could go ahead and have a seat here in just a second, that would be great. That would be great. It's awesome to be together. And um, thanks. Yeah. Good morning, Cedar Mill. Morning. So. I don't know when I stop introducing myself. Um, I'm hoping that most of you know me, but my name is is Paul, and this is my much, much better half, if you knew us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bethany, and we're the pastors to children here at CNBC. So we want to thank you for this wonderful last year. Um, but we also want to welcome you to our final kid-friendly summer service. Uh, for the last month, we've turned our hearts towards Scripture as we've learned about Abraham, who's rightly called the father of our faith. And we've looked at different qualities of Abraham's life that we as Christ followers want to emulate. And to do that, we've had a word that we focus on each week that describes one of those qualities. And our word today is Jaira, which means God will provide. Now, If I can be honest with you, it's like one of those moments of pastoral honesty. Even even though I've gone to seminary, sometimes I'll open the Bible and I'll read a story and I'll be left with some questions. But what's always helped me is when I get a bigger context or bigger view of what's going on or how that story is unfolding or where in the culture it's Uh. unfolding. And see, our story today is one of those stories where it's critical to understand the context. Abraham lived in a culture where people worshipped all kinds of false gods. And they felt like those false gods were calling them to do all these awful things, really disgusting, depraved, awful things, even going so far as sacrificing their children. And so today, as we listen to the story, be mindful of the fact that God is trying to differentiate himself from these other false gods. And he's trying to communicate to Abraham and to us that he's not like them. His character, his heart isn't like them, and that he is the one true God. And so if you want to grab your Bibles this morning, and if you don't have your Bible, you can grab your pew Bible. Pastor Bethany is going to read our scripture text, and it comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 through 18. And when Bethany's done reading our text, she'll pray, and we're going to get to see this story unfold as a drama this morning. Genesis 22, verse 1 through 18. Some time later, God tested Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. 
Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham! Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, On the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Father, we uh, thank you for your word today. We thank you that you are a great provider, and that your promises are true. Just speak to us this morning by your spirit. Draw us close to you, so that we can go deeper in relationship with you. We love you. I can hear the small opening in my tent rising and falling as a warm breeze wraps itself around me and then suddenly leaves, floating off through the night with another destination in mind. I sit in quiet as I do most nights, admiring the countless stars. Some nights I spend time counting them and smiling to myself. Other nights I pause at each one and offer praise. I send those prayers on the warm wind and imagine them traveling far and wide until they land safely at the ears of my God. Silly thoughts, beautiful thoughts, my own quiet thoughts, which is what these nights are for. This night is no different. My thoughts drifted, and as steadily as I stand with my feet in the sand, my mind and heart race back to my favorite moment, the day my son was born. I held Sarah's hand as we looked at the face of our son. We studied his wrinkles, the parting of his lips, the shape of his nails. Isaac, I whispered. I needed to hear his name come off my lips to know that this moment was real, to cement it in time so that it could not be undone. Isaac, Sarah said in a matching whisper. Her eyes filled with tears. 
But these tears were different than the countless she had cried before. We were looking at the face of our only son, the one we had waited for. Many nights, Sarah and I had prayed in desperation to our God. We begged him to provide for us a child. So many nights had we called out and yelled through our sorrow for God to make us a family. And now he had. My son was here. Abraham. Suddenly my thoughts jolt back to the night, to the stars, to the sand surrounding my feet. Here I am. I stand over Isaac. I watch his breath cause his chest to slowly rise and fall. Even though he is not a child, I cannot help but see the boy who ran through fields, chased sheep, and laughed with his whole body. This is my son. He has all my love. He is a promise. What am I doing? Why? This is the boy I prayed for, the promise fulfilled, the one God would use to make a great nation. And now I stand over him and try not to think what I am waking him for. I start to weep. Isaac stirs and begins to sit up. I urge him to get dressed quickly. We need to leave before Sarah hears. His eyes, they catch mine for a moment. I turn my head toward the ground and leave in a hurry. Has he seen my face? Did he see my tears? I cannot stop to think about that now. As I finish splitting the last of the wood and load the donkey, Isaac joins the men and I. No one says a word. We just move forward. After three days, several miles, and only a handful of words, we reach the bottom of the mountain. As I begin to speak, my throat catches and I choke a bit on my words. Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go and worship and we will come back to you. Not one eye met another. Each of us studied our own feet as the words left my lips. We, we would come back. Would we come back? I cannot be sure. Isaac trailed behind me carrying the burden of the wood. As we walked, the sound of the sticks hitting his back haunted me. There was no pretending anymore. Isaac knew what I was leading him to. He had come with me for several years to offer sacrifices to our God. He knew what was needed. It was clear. I had no lamb to offer. It was clear. I was leading my only son to give his life to the God that had made his life possible. And yet, he walked willingly. He followed my steps up the side of that mountain. His voice, strong and slow, broke the silence, and he began to ask the question I had been hoping he would not. Father. Yes, my son. 
Where is the lamb for the burnt offering? He stopped walking and slowly turned to face me. His dark eyes shifted upward and met mine for the first time in days. He pulled his tired body upright and shifted the weight of his body to the back of his heels. His face was more confident than I had seen since my younger days. He spoke with authority. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. Peace passed over me as he spoke. Our God will provide. I walked up to him and stood next to him. We both breathed a heavy sigh as we moved our gaze to our journey ahead. Reaching the top, we both began to prepare. My father gathered stone and wood for the altar. As I saw his knees bend a bit under the weight of a stone, I rushed to take it from him, but he stretched out his hand and gently pushed me aside. This was something he must do himself. The last stone was in place. It was time. Each of us waited. I lifted my hands to my waist, put them behind me, and turned my back to him. One time around, I felt the rough rope around my wrists as tears streamed down my face. Two times around, three times around. His rough hands pulled the last bit tight as he finished the knot. Put his hands on my shoulders and turned me to face him. His age was too great to lift me. Knowing this, he glanced at me full of sorrow for what he was asking me to do. I climbed onto the altar and lay there, rocking my body back and forth and moving it into place. He raised his hand above me. I whispered to myself, The God who fulfills his promises will provide, and I tightly closed my eyes. closed his eyes. My hand shook with fear as I clutched the knife high above his chest. I began to move slowly. Just then a voice called out, Abraham, Abraham. Loudly I answered, here I am. The angel of the Lord spoke and said, do not lay a hand on your only son, Don't do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Isaac's eyes opened wide and met mine. A rush ran through my heart. My lungs filled with the air I had been denying them. I clutched the boy's chest in my hands as I sobbed. When I had emptied myself of my tears... I lifted my head. I wiped my swollen eyes and face. Just then, I saw a ram caught in the bush behind us. Isaac and I exchanged a knowing glance as he climbed down from the altar and into my arms. I drew him to me. I whispered in his ear, Yahweh, Yairo, I will call this place the Lord will provide.
God had given them what they needed just in time. The ram would die, so Isaac didn't have to. And so Abraham sacrificed the ram instead of his son. And as they sat there on the mountaintop, watching the embers of the fire die in the cool night, the stars above them sparkling in the velvet sky, God helped Abraham and Isaac understand something. God wanted his people to live, not die. God wanted to rescue his people, not punish them. But they must trust him. One day, someone will be born into your family, God promised them, and he will bring happiness to the whole world. God was getting ready to give the whole world a wonderful present. It would be God's way to tell his people, I love you. Many years later, another son would climb another hill, carrying wood on his back. And like Isaac, he would trust his father and do what his father asked. He wouldn't struggle or run away. Who was he? God's son, his only son, the son he loved, the Lamb of God. So friends, um, my question to you this morning is, is a rather simple one. And that is, is there a place in your life where you need to trust God to provide and meet your needs? It may be your marriage. It may be that you need to trust him to provide for you in your singleness. Maybe you are struggling with brokenness emotionally or physically. But wherever you need to trust him to provide, you can. Because we know that he's provided for our greatest need already by sending his son, his precious son, Jesus, as the sacrifice to reconcile us to him. And so in a few minutes, we're going to come to these tables as one community, as one body, to remember that great provision of Jesus, God's Son, and his broken body and his shed blood that cleanses us of all unrighteousness. But before we do that, I want to be mindful. Maybe you're here today, and your story is one where you haven't had your sins forgiven you haven't been reconciled to God by trusting in his great provision of his son, Jesus. And if you're here today and and you've decided you're done trying to seek purpose, reconciliation, and healing through false gods or by your own means, I want you to know God will meet you in that place. So following the service and elders, if you could help me out with this, we'll have people available in the front to pray with you. Again, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then let's come to the table together and remember God's great provision of his son, Jesus. Father, you are good. Even when we're confused, you are good, Father. Because you sent your son, Jesus, to reconcile us to you as our, as our great provision to save us from sin and death. So today, Lord, with Abraham, we proclaim Jireh. God will provide. Amen. 